Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Party Invite Show, a video podcast uh, hosted by me, Tegan, and I'm joined pretty much every single week by Vilos over here. I guess that's me. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, we switch spots so we forget who we are. Uh, and Sovereign Sid down here. It's a me. And Toads of Probes, we're talking about the Mario movie today. Uh, Vilos and Sav both went to see that, so we'll chat about that as our party topic. Uh, before that, we've got uh, what we've been playing, where we've each got uh, a game lined up. And uh, then Blissin' Up, where we always start the show with something that made us smile. Uh, so I want to start with something that made me smile. It's uh, Terra Nil. T-E-R-R-A-N-I-L. is a game that uh, was published by Devolver Digital. It came out this week. It almost looks like a phone game. It is available on mobile. It's on like Netflix games, but it is a uh, it is a terraforming game. It says it's a city building game. I don't know if those are quite quite the right words, but it if you like city builders, you will also probably like this game. Uh, you are on a planet that I don't think is Earth, but it's unclear. And uh, you're trying to terraform, right? So you're uh, generating power, and you're using that power to create water and uh, grass and trees and uh, do things with animals and all of this. Um, I'm going to get the, the trailer up here in a second, but uh, it looks good. It uh, has gotten a huge marketing push from Devolver. And because Devolver knows that uh, I love all their stuff, um, I've just seen it everywhere this week. Well, so is everybody else because uh, it, it uh, receives so much attention on Steam on the day of release that it crashed the page. Uh, that it just totally took the thing down. Everything was on pause, which is a great problem to have, you know. Um, let's uh, let's get this trailer up here. Boom. Uh, so yeah, this game just looks looks pretty. It's got uh, gameplay and cinematic uh, artsy stuff mixed in here. Um, but this is a game that's right up my alley as someone who has uh, real strong opinions on you know, reducing waste and uh, preserving the earth and stuff. Uh, this is great. This is speaking my language. You know, we've been playing games like Sons of the Forest and uh, Valheim where, you know, half the game is you just clear-cutting the forest to be able to build stuff. <laughs> and uh, even though those games have no real repercussions at all for, uh, you know, just chopping down the whole forest, uh, it still pains me because, you know, I like the pretty trees. And when all the pretty trees are chopped down, I am sad. Uh, well, this game allows me to turn that frown upside down and uh, feel good about building this ecosystem. And then when you're all done, you take all your machinery with you and you get the hell out of Dodge. You leave without a trace. So all those things sound great to me. Um, I, I love uh, the without a trace mantras. And uh, this just looks like a nice, chill way to kind of get my fix on that. Uh, a, a game that I can relax to. It says it's complex a complex strategy game which does not surprise me um i remember playing a game called rius on the ps4 that uh was all about biomes and mixing them and seeing how different minerals and land types and all of these things uh interact with each other it it was a little too slow it was kind of hard and uh definitely too slow like i, I fell asleep almost every single time i played which isn't necessarily a bad thing but uh, I never made any progress with it because uh, it took too lo long to relearn every time. So I'm hoping Terra Nil will uh, solve that problem. But yeah, the fact that they got so much attention on, on day one that they crashed on Steam is just wonderful to see. 
so like at the end of that trailer, it's you know telling you all the platforms and stuff it's available on. And I saw like Netflix on there. Mm-hmm. Where... In fact, if you well, because Netflix has a bunch of uh, it has a game section now. Uh, we could look up some stuff. We've talked about it on the, in the past. Actually, there was a game. Uh, there were a few things on there that like Moonlighter. I remember Moonlighter with the Netflix games. There are other ones on there if anybody wants to uh, look it up. But uh, I don't recall that at all. That wow. Yeah. When I looked up the trailer on YouTube, the first one I found was the Netflix game one, and it was funny uh, because I, I took a, a screenshot of it. Let's see if I can find it. it it's like uh, exclusively on Netflix. It says play exclusively on Netflix, and I'm like, bruh, that is a demonstrably false claim. Like, straight up, I read a news article that talked about crashing Steam. Don't try to tell me that it's exclusively on Netflix games. Um, but yeah, you can play this game all over the place. And, you know, here I am imagining was Devolver like, you know, in almost it's, it's over the top, almost satirical of itself way where they like, oh, and it's going to be on everything, especially Netflix, you know, uh, the, the article that talked about, uh, the crash mentioned that the, the dev who, uh, I think it's free lives is, is the name of the developer that, uh, they're a very, very small team. And that it may have been overly ambitious for them to uh, release the game on mobile and PC at the same time. Uh, but they did. And so they're going to take a well-deserved break and just work on uh, fixing bugs and stuff uh, instead of working on additional content. Uh, and good for them. The article pointed out it was like uh, how appropriate that a, a company that made a game about, uh, you know, environmental conscientiousness... Uh, would also go out of their way to like take care of their employees. So, you know, feels good. Okay, so I wanted to address uh, what I am seeing so far on their Twitter um, after Nerd says comment. Uh, I'm going to drop this link here that's actually from their Twitter, just a really cool custom-built PC that they made. Um, that looks ridiculous. But it looks like because they have this thing to plant... Um, it, my camera is in my fucking way. Uh, there's a thing to, uh, to stream Terranil and contribute to trees being planted around the world. And it said, what does it say? It says like tree warrior project or something like that is part of this. So maybe that's the, the value proposition thing that they're, that they're doing with the game. Yeah. They said like 7% of sales go to, uh, the environment essentially. Vilas is really up in here like. <laughs> well, it's it's my my damn cable. I have a micro HDMI cable on my camera, and it's like it's literally going around in places that I hate. Uh, but it says um, it says something like like actually the way that you plant the trees in the game is is dealing with this whole thing. Maybe it's not just whatever money they're making. It's actually something in game too. Okay, well, uh, I'll report back to you next week because I'm interested to to hear more about that stuff. And uh, yeah, I I uh, I'm always interested in these ways where the the gaming world and the green world collide. You know, it's been a complicated few years uh, with like Bitcoin stuff, where uh, it was always in the news a lot how crypto mining was having a horrible impact on the environment because it is massively uh resource intensive it just consumes a huge amount of electricity um fortunately for people like me uh crypto's kind of fallen off so that's like not as big of an issue anymore people aren't just like basically just creating power draws in their homes you know professionally <laughs> so uh i kind of like that whole sphere 
So anybody, uh, anytime something comes up, please send it my way. I'm very interested in that stuff. So yeah, I'll report back next week and see. Uh, I bet they'll they'll publish how much they've donated based on sales. Uh, so sales being good is also good for uh, good for the environment. You know, I'm only buying the game to support the environment, just so everyone knows. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, exclusively. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing you're getting out of this. At no. All. No, no, no. It's not. For, I'm completely selfless on this one. You're not even going to play the game. Just be like, bam, take that environment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Devolver's like, <laughs> okay. Like, okay. <laughs> like, whatever, man. Uh, yeah, so so excited for that. Um, that's just good stuff to see. I never heard of that game until this week when they did the marketing push. So uh, good for them. It's Devolver. That, that game is Terra Nil. Two words. N-I-L. All right. Well, uh, Sav, what's good? You got something on here. Yeah. So um, in the complete opposite direction, um, I got my car worked on. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to be driving a lot more and, uh, you know, commit, uh, putting off them carbon emissions and contributing to global warming. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but for like the last couple of months, my car, Searsha, has been making like this really, really loud grinding noise, like on its front tire. Oh, it goes faster part. when it makes that sound. Oh, well, yeah. Well, you'd like to boost think so. speed. <laughs> it's like it's like fire paint, but, you know, with sound. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, finally bit the bullet and, and took it in there. And, uh, it turns out like the, it's wheel bearing was all jacked up and like grody and dirty and like misaligned and things like that. So they took care of it. And when I tell you, I drove off that parking lot and I almost cried because it was such a quiet ride. I was just like, I'm not going to be turning no heads for the wrong reasons when I pass people by and how <laughs> now people are going to be turning to be looking at me at the driver's seat being all cute. Instead of being like, what the heck is going Why is that pterodactyl on the road? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I like that idea of, uh, you know, you, you put like a really loud muffler on something to just like make it sound. To me, anytime I hear like those terrible car sounds, you know, that people do on purpose, I'm just like, oof, you're trying to make it sound broken, huh? You know? Uh, so so happy, to ha happy to have a quiet ride. Yes. I can finally listen to like my like video game music without blasting it at like 40 volume. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, um, but speaking of video game music, uh, the other thing I have on here is that this weekend I'm going to like one of these big shindigs that my friend throws like maybe twice a year. They're like super duper huge rhythm game parties. And like this guy, I tell you when he lives in basically a cathedral, it's crazy. Like the last time I went, this was a couple of years ago. Um, I think he's since moved to a different house, so I don't know what this one's like. But the last one he had it at was literally like three floors, and it had an elevator in the house. This is a house, by the way. And it had an elevator in there and like a lit pool that had like, you know, LED lighting, RGB lighting. And it was heated and like it was awesome. Everything was like hardwood and like marble. And it was just like this huge mansion. And it was just a bunch of nerds in there playing video games on like, you know, DDR and in the groove and and pumping up and things like that. And um, I think the last time that I went, there was a developer for a new game that was coming out called Pulsant, and he was actually showcasing it there. So it's almost like a rhythm game convention. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I haven't actually heard anything about that game since I've been. So either it changed its name or like it's still being worked on, which would be so weird because it was like five or six years ago. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> so... 
they're really working on, you know, that that tree chopping engine, you know, for the best survival experience. Hey, we got the segues, which is another video. We're <laughs> Uh That's good. I just made a great transition and uh, nobody heard it because I was muted. Thank you, everybody. I love hosting a podcast, everybody, because it's just I get to find new, actually old, exciting ways to embarrass myself. Oh, my gosh. Good job, chat. <sighs> You're very welcome. Thank you, you chat. Missed you missed everything. Okay, like well, the, the, oh man, how this is just the worst. Who lets me run this thing? Uh, okay, well, to to transition from one engine to another, um, I have been playing Noida a bunch, a game that uh, we've talked about. I've talked about before. I've streamed uh, here and there, uh, but the the engine on there uh, keeps cracking me up because now that I've seen it, I see it every time the game loads up. They use an engine called uh, it, it's like falling everything. I think uh, it's just a you know a uh, uh, physics engine that they use that's that's very unique, but that game has just been treating me very well. I've been having a really good time uh, playing that. I've also been watching that. Uh, recently got Fuzzy Man Peach here in chat uh, to play that game, and so having more people to watch is just the best. Uh, let's get uh, I'll get a thing up here in a second, but uh, Noida is a seven-year-old game or something. I feel like when I don't know how old a game is when it's been out for a while, I just need to say it's seven years old because that's how every survival game is. It's like, oh, when did this come out? Oh, seven years ago. Um, Noid has been out for a long time and it already had its uh, final update a little while ago, but it is a game where you uh, discover wands and potions which you can mix and use in all sorts of clever ways. And uh, in so doing, you're trying to climb lower and lower uh, underneath this mountain to find, you know, to get more powerful and get to whatever the end is. I have not seen the end, uh, but Noid is awesome. Uh, in fact, it has a daily challenge, just like a lot of roguelikes. And uh, Deadpool and I hopped in Discord uh, two nights ago, last night. I don't know. They run together, and uh, we both streamed the daily because we're playing the same seed, playing the same game. Um, we we stream that to each other at the same time, so trying to give each other tips like, hey, if you go to the left, there's a wand over here, or don't go over here, there's a bunch of explosives. And uh, I've never done that with a, a daily in any game before, and it was a whole lot of fun. So shout out to Deadpool for, for playing that alongside me. Um, I would definitely do that again. But Noida was great. We streamed it on Monday. You can watch it here on Twitch. Uh, but I made a little video. It's uh, about a minute and a half long, something like that. Uh, that we're gonna watch. Uh, I feel I feel pretty good about this one. So uh, let's let's get the sound on and and check me out. Um, you know things things started so well. And can you guess what direction they went in? Um, gang, gang? a good one. I've never summoned these. Uh, yes, it's a very it's a very good one. Man, look at my here. Is the direction <laughs> up or down? I've never summoned these uh, the pink ones before. Uh, yes. And this is the orb. Oh, okay. I think you mouse over and it says, uh, it hums slightly. What happens if you kick it, you wonder? I'm pretty sure I've kicked this and it's just exploded on me. You guys are doing great. Just everybody stick together. Strength in numbers. Everybody's got a buddy. Look for the one that looks like you. Okay, I see two of you. You guys are good. You guys kept your buddies. Look, I should have brought chaperones on this field trip. Come on. Come on, everybody. Like, I'm... 
I think it's this. Whoa, those are huge pieces of gold. Do I cut my losses? Sweet. Oh, stay back. Oh, my friend. Guys, stay back. Don't look. Don't look over here. Oh, they looked. No, don't go down. Oh, man. Oh, they're never going to forget this. <laughs> okay, I should have cut my losses. What? You guys are attacking each Why other? Why is no! the gold explosive? <laughs> uh, it's us. Uh, oh, he's not my friend anymore. Well, I'll oh, tell you a second. So sad. You ready for this? This. What was in there? Did I have some of the oil from uh, the enemy's cocktail? It's the most noida thing shot ever. Shot fire, and it's not what I was expecting. <laughs> I just. Guys, what did I do? I blew it. What did I do? I don't know what I expected. <laughs> oh, uh, so what happened there? Um, I decided to put dynamite on a wand that had a bunch of fire spells on it, right? But my wand only fires one spell at a time. So I thought I could shoot the dynamite and then light it on fire. No big deal. Uh, turns out if your dynamite wand has any fire in it at all, uh, it just immediately explodes on your body. So that's what happened there. Um, that was that was rough. Um, so yeah, what you were looking at there was uh, me summoning a bunch of uh, friendly uh, friendly dudes um, to go fight for me, and I tried to corral them as best I could. Did I do a good job? Questionable, questionable. Uh, but then I found this uh, this orb, this golden orb that uh, the game tells you to kick. So when I kicked it, uh, it has an increasing chance to explode. I have discovered. Uh, without chat, actually. And, uh, well, I just kicked it too many times. And it blew up on me. Um, all my allies betrayed me. Uh, I guess the timer that they're charmed kind of ran out, apparently. Uh, and then the last thing, yeah, I uh, fired that dynamite weapon by accident. I wasn't even trying to use that wand, and it was all over so quickly. Um, I, I watched uh, Fuzzy uh, playing, and he, he had a build where... He was, uh, his body was immune to electricity, but it would just constantly shoot out electricity all the time. So if he was near water or blood or anything else that can conduct metal, steel is in here, um, it, it would just zap everything. And by zapping everything, it would explode like steel barrels full of oil. It would, uh, you know, any lanterns nearby, they would just pop. Um, it was very dangerous. Uh, fires would be started. It was, it was legendary. But yeah, check this out. Like, everything's totally normal. I'm having a great, spectacular run. And then, uh, well, let me just use this uh, wand real quick. Instantly dead. No, there's no time to react at all. Uh, you know, it's tough times. I love that it actually left the wand like five inches before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but that, I had a, a really good time playing that. And then uh, I actually played a little bit of that earlier today. Uh, where I discovered a whole new area. There's an area of the game that is like spookily dark, like magically dark. Uh, normal lights and spells do not illuminate it at all. Uh, for some reason, it was illuminated today. I have no idea what I did differently, but uh, I was able to explore that area. It was very dangerous. Uh, I, I found, uh, I posted a screenshot in our Discord, but I found an Easter egg for... Um, like a hidden object and the picture of the object 
I didn't realize what it looked like until I read the tablet next to it. Uh, but it looks like the holy hand grenade from Monty Python. Um, it's just a hand grenade with a cross at the top. Uh, and then when the tablet that's in like a mysterious language, and then you sit there for a second, and then it appears in English. Uh, the entire wall of text on the screen is straight up the script from there. It's like, and uh, you will throw the holy hand grenade on three, not two, not four, definitely not five, but three. You know, of course I'm messing it up, but uh, I read that. And I was just like, is this real right now? Like I thought at first I saw like the line of it and I was like, oh, it, this is, you know, making a reference to Monty Python. And then I realized that it was the entire little monologue. Uh, that they just put there for fun. So what does the spell do? I don't know, because I was afraid to pick it up, because normally when you pick those up, a uh, big boss shows up, and I was not ready to fight a big boss. But yeah, made uh, fun progress. I made weird spells. Uh, I've got, I just had some amazing fireworks, um, some of which hurt me, some some did not, um, that, that I'm going to pipe through the internet soon. Uh, but yeah, playing and editing that Noida footage is a lot of fun. It's just so often spectacular in very su surprising ways. Uh, so yeah, if, if you like any of that stuff that you saw, go check it out. Noida, N-O-I-T-A. I don't know, I think it's like 15 or 20 bucks on Steam or something. It's totally worth that if, uh, if you like roguelikes and physics-based games. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's it for, for me. I, you know, played a bunch of stuff. We played, uh, Sons of the Forest. We're gonna have our final scheduled Sons of the Forest session tomorrow night. Uh, and then we'll just put Sons of the Forest into our rotation along with other survival games like, uh, Project Zomboid and Don't Starve and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, played that and Overwatch. The Overwatch season's about to end. We were talking before the show about a new character that, uh, was just announced. So that stuff's all fun. But yeah, Noida, Noida took the cake. Well, that's enough for me. Um, Vilos, what if we hop over to you first and we talk about El Paso Nightmare? Sure. Yeah, El Paso Nightmare is uh, a short precursor uh, to Strange Scaffold's uh, newest game coming up uh, called El Paso Elsewhere. Uh, this is a game that I've been watching uh, for quite a, quite a while now, El Paso uh, El Paso elsewhere uh, el paso nightmare being what it is uh wait, it's not wait, what even... did you just say are those two different games yes two different games oh, okay nightmare is just this playful little thing that that the developer made um to to basically get hype and and do a few things in order to get el paso elsewhere together as a game because it's very unique um these days so strange scaffold is the uh, studio name for one of my faves for Xavier Nelson Jr. Uh, of what? It, what is it? Sca scary scaffold. Strange. Strange scaffold. Strange scaffold. Gosh, those are both weird. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so of course the the dude that I always talk about though, Xavier Nelson Jr. Uh, he's he's doing a lot with El Paso elsewhere, uh, including being he, he's actually putting his own voice into the game. Uh, literally now and uh, El Paso Nightmare uh, starts off with a, a little bit of that characterization uh, of him doing the voice work for this main character um, so El Paso Nightmare uh, you start off in this little uh, survival horror sort of section as you can see here on the on the video there it, there's very little to do in this in this game in general 
uh, but it starts with the real nightmare is that up. it's barely a game. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of actually is. Um, it's very low poly, as you can tell. It it looks like a sixty four game or maybe a PSX uh, a PS one game. Um, oh, that mirror looks good. Of... That's some good mirror physics. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, there's there's basically texture. no textures in this entire game. It's really funny. So you um, play as a vampire. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> And so, as you can see here, uh, you pick up an ice bucket and just has the, just some ice as your main goal uh, in the very beginning, because uh, you the whole point is you don't you don't know what you're doing. Um, your your head is hurting, so you start taking these pills, um, and you decide to run around this hotel. You have no idea what's going on. Uh, you just got to find the ice since you have your bucket there, right? And uh, you uh, actually here in a second. There's the the first moment. So. Um, there's a little scary thing at the end of the hallway and you have to find out uh, how to get out of there. The whole rest of the game is you exiting your situation. Um, and it, You know, you can really say that about just... a lot of video games. Casual blood, you know. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and the, the main character is actually narrating that kind of stuff like pretty often. Like Xavier Nelson, he's, he's got a great presence and his voice is awesome. And so him, you know, just being this character that's in disbelief of what's going on uh, is is one of the saving graces of this game because El Paso Nightmare is kind of just a tech demo of a game. Um, yeah. It tests a few things out, like I said, that's going to be in El Paso Elsewhere. Um, because El Paso Elsewhere, if you see the trailer sometime, I've shared it, but um, we're probably going to get a longer one here soon with the uh, upcoming Gorilla Collective, the mix. Um, like direct showcases or whatever uh, are coming up. We'll see more about El Paso elsewhere very soon. Um, so just keep an eye out. But that game is actually a third person Max Payne like, which is a weird thing to say, but it's it's literally it's a Max Payne like because that's the one way to describe that game. And but what it, are those again? That's like uh, kind of like the Matrix sort of third person slow mo bullet time sort of situation. Uh, yeah. Whoa! Did you so? Huh. So I, okay, hold on. Did, died a little. Yeah, yeah, I did die. Yeah, let's see what's and... going on. This is spooky. Are you getting? What are you getting attacked by? It's like something that's some like hobgoblin or something that's just yeah. Been, like... It's that little Silent Hill looking creature that has been following me. Uh, that I thought I escaped. Um, the the one thing about this this game is that uh, in this beginning section, they <laughs> barely follow you. Um, they. Otherwise, they kind of keep on their own little track. Uh -huh. But once you get out of this hotel section, uh, it actually turns into a wave mode, endless game uh, until you me. figure out how to get out. And I know how to get out, except th this is why we go over the what we've been playing, because I cannot recommend <laughs> this game. Really? Uh, it's a $5 game. If you are good enough to get, like, if you're good enough to get through it, you can get through it in an, in under an hour. Um, but you might be frustrated as hell doing so. Yeah. Like I am. Uh, and I, like, reading through the Steam reviews and stuff, like, I'm not really a Steam review person as far as posting them. Um, and this one I'm probably not going to. But I, su I support Zalavery Nelson Jr., like, in every way on these on the games that he makes. I mean, look, he uh, made this one an, is alien, just... an airport for aliens currently run by dogs. Yeah. Like, what do you... Yeah. What's not the one? 
but this particular thing again it's it's barely a game so things don't 100% work right so with this um if you do want to skip forward some um you'll see that in this mode you'll see me actually get out of this hotel um the thing is that the ai is coded in such a way that the enemies uh because they don't stop spawning the enemies will eventually just cover you up and when they get to a certain distance from you and they're all around you direction wise you actually can't reload your weapon and you can't move the game will literally soft lock you until you're dead in many many sections that's uh, not good if if you're in a vague corner if you're like oh i took i took a wrong right you know um then you're done for <laughs> it'll just happen uh because every hit oh my god camera really <laughs> what's really? going on over there i don't know why there? it's doing... <laughs> <laughs> all right there we go oh he's back um but every time you're hit it's like i think it's either seven or 15 damage and you only have 100 health total uh so the whole game you are picking up ammo picking up what you saw there the the golden uh golden the glowing hearts and picking up pills that's the entire oh, game spooky. you're you're doing that and you're trying to get the hell out you're trying to find exits um and so once you're in the endless section, uh, you're killing monsters, constantly needing ammo, constantly needing pills because you're constantly being hit and constantly trying to figure out where's the right door that I need to get to to get out of here. Um, and I am like five minutes. I am like five minutes away from finding the right door. I know I am. You're like, I'm literally playing I, right now. What does now. the right door look like? I mean, are there any like like context clues like are there visual oral hints that you could like use to barely decipher? barely that's the thing it's not as intuitive as you would want it to be for being a game that has no fucking map and no real sense of direction um it's a good combination <laughs> because you're yeah you're in just a wide open area once we get out of this hotel you're in this wide open area that is uh the one thing that that does set things apart is that it changes um it changes environments, kind of, as far as the visuals go. So you go from what looks like mostly a graveyard cemetery situation. Oh, spooky. Um, <laughs> Holy shoot. Oh, you... crap. Oh, God. That's a funny <laughs> subtitle. <laughs> uh, so when you when you do find the correct places to progress through, it's a different area looks-wise. There's there's one that's like a library. There's one that's uh, Egyptian-inspired. Yes, you do. Uh, then there's one that's like a, a Vatican-ish churchy thing, yeah. um, or uh, cathedral-ish church. More like Vatican a Vatican, huh? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, and then there's a there's a meat room. Oh, you got to have of, a meat room. There's a lot of uh, meats just hanging. Um, so cheese but room. The thing is that that the uh, the hearts that you pick up glow different colors because as you can see, there's doors of different colors. So if you if you miss a heart, you got to go back and figure out where the hell it was. And then go back to the door if you're lucky enough. Um, so, is, the, so the whole game is trial and error. It really is, and I hate that. It, it doesn't seem great. <laughs> you know, I I hate that with like a, a lot of the games that come out now are like that, and it's like Remember guys, you gotta make stuff intuitive and accessible, and it's not it's not making things easy. It's making things logically make sense. <laughs> yeah. Remember when, uh, time, remember when I played the, uh, it's like a song of 
Fire and Ice, it's like basically that. Oh, that rhythm game. Yeah, and Vilas just got to watch me lose over and over and <laughs> over on the final level. Oh, that's a lot of enemies. Don't go in there. Um, just having a kiki, you know, a little banquet. <laughs> you gotta lock the door. Uh, yeah, they gotta lock the door for that. But yeah, Vilas just got to watch me lose that over and over. And helpless, because the only thing I can do is just not mess up. Like, that's literally... There's no leveling up my character so there's a better chance of victory. There are no hints or any, uh, you know, handicaps that I can activate to to oh make God. it, you know, more accessible. And so, like, I'm thinking of that while you're talking about this because you're just you're just walking around, mashing, just hoping that you see and find the uh, correct item in a maze, man. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, this this has a layout and it's simple, like inside the back rooms was. Uh, that we played together and uh you know they they're naturally conducive to panic <laughs> like you don't know where you are it's poorly lit it's intended to scare you so the fact that there aren't really any hints in multiplayer i don't really care because i'm laughing with my friends even when i get scared i'm laughing but uh yeah i could i could see why you would not recommend this game yeah and so, like, in the beginning here... Why did that happen? I'm so mad. <laughs> You're already getting pissed for me. Uh, but thankfully, I died exactly in the checkpoint, so it actually let me continue there. Um, it, pushed you, it pushed you through the checkpoint. Yeah. It was just like, you might, you might be uh, saving your progress, but you're going down. <laughs> and so you can you can see that there are different enemy types. There's this sorcery sorcerer lady that you have literally no understanding of. Um, there's no explanations or anything. There's no written stuff. It's just what your character says. Um, and again, there's there's some good stuff about it, but there's so many maybe purposefully janky things in it because it is really just a test of a game. Yeah. Uh, that is this there, the next PT? To... No. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> but El Paso Elsewhere is going to be nice. Like I know it's going to be a really fun time. It's just that they they really like cut their teeth on, on gameplay mechanics in this. I think. Yeah. So can you tell me um, about El Paso elsewhere? Not a whole oh. lot because it really is like all we really know for sure is is the trailer and what Xavier Nelson uh, constantly talks about in his in his uh, TikTok and Twitter and stuff like that. Um, but it's like if you oh if God. you want Max Payne with a black protagonist, that's what you're going to get and that's what the point of it was really yeah. um and, and it's, oh it's gonna be great gosh, dude i'm but frustrated like, for you just watching this video. like wait, things wait, in this game are yeah exit. you're seeing how the enemies are are doing their shit right like, are you just supposed to lock them in rooms like what are you supposed to do yeah you have to get in the room and hopefully turn around fast enough to close the door oh, because so that actually without the them. enemies okay but yeah i, I have a question yeah. Do you ever find some damn ice like you have been carrying this bucket <laughs> throughout the whole video? No, I forget what uh, once you get through the to the actual exit in this hotel, um the ice parts over and you just have weapons. Well, I wonder um, if you can you find ice. I wonder if there's like somewhere in the game it's like a secret a secret hidden I think there room is or something. He does that shit in his games all the time, so there probably is uh, a secret for that somewhere in these halls in this very beginning, but it kind of reminds uh, me of like the Stanley yeah. Parable, where you have like it's like, oh, you better take that bucket. Like you have to go into a closet, and like the narrator's just like instructing yeah. you over and over to take the bucket, and you cannot leave the closet. Although you can if you wait long enough. Without the bucket, yeah. and he's like, oh, okay, well, you gotta take that bucket. 
Oh god! Oh, that's a haunted here? bed. Yeah, this part's pretty fun Spooky. to look at. Uh, you know what? Uh, Odysseus brought this up in chat. In in our uh, Discord, we've we've solidified the term uh, barrel trauma like, uh, <laughs> or it's certainly the concept of it. Uh, which now, rep wow, that's uh, that stuff's off the rails right now. <laughs> this video's nuts. Um, oh, are they kissing? I hope they're kissing. Um, this game's weird. Uh, so so barotrauma like is now going to mean any game that we really want to like, but we we just cannot like it. It just won't let us like it. Because uh, we have given barotrauma a fair shake several times now over the past like month or two. And every time we log in, we are just brutally crushed. Like there's no... There's no... Oh, we almost had it. It's like this game seems like it's broken because... Like, I don't even see what else we could have done to make that more enjoyable. Uh, we just exactly. got murdered. And, uh, and now you see that I'm officially into the the nightmare mode, which I ended up going through. Uh, I probably died eight or nine different times. My best was surviving nine waves. I don't know what that means as far as if that's good. I just know I played it for like two hours and it does get exhausting. And it's just like, I just need to get through this one particular room that is very far away from this part of the video and I'll be solid. Um, but yeah, it's, it gets tough. Uh, like the big thing is that you're, you're literally like 1.2% the speed. Uh, like you're like 1.2% faster than the fucking enemies. So if you turn around in theory, you shouldn't slow down, but you actually do. If you're moving and you turn around at the same time, you lost speed and you'll get hit oh, no. every time. So when you're trying to shoot these guys, which are trailing you all the time, you yeah, get they're hit like an inch away from you. Around. Oh goodness, that's uh, that's intense, my friend. Yeah, and the the reload speeds are stupid. The reloads glitch on you sometimes. Uh, you end up having uh, like six weapons, I think, maybe seven, uh, and You'll you'll tap the button, which by the way on controller for some reason reload is B. Your your reload. Wait, what are you playing this reload on? Reload is B. I mean, what controller? On an is Xbox it? controller. On an it's Xbox B. Controller, is it B? Uh, is it the bottom face button? No, it's the right side. The right face button. button. Okay. The bottom face button for B is uh, Nintendo, right? Yeah. That's not you know. You press B to reload, and like I said, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't catch every time when you try to reload. And the reloads, like every gun is, I don't think there's a gun that reloads faster than three seconds. Oh boy, that's three a seconds. long time. And that's the, the pistol that you start with. Bruh. Uh, the Uzi, sure, you can get 60 bullets in it, but those 60 bullets are gone in like one second. <laughs> and the reload on that is like seven seconds. Oh. Like, and you're just constantly picking up medicine and uh, the pills and the ammo. Supplies rain from a broken enough. sky, it said. This game's weird, <laughs> yeah, man. It, it does it does send you supplies, but then when you go to there, it starts spawning more enemies near them. So it's like, what why am I doing you? this? <laughs> so I think I'm probably just going to turn on... There are mods for once, you, once you're in nightmare mode. So I'm going to turn on infinite ammo tonight and just beat it and be like, okay, there we go complete because i'm i'm tired <laughs> yeah of going through it all and i if i just if i experience the end 
Like I think we'll I think it'll be much better. Um, you just it's not bad. Closure, like the catharsis of the end. Right. Yeah, like it's it's not a bad game. It's just purposefully obtuse. Yeah. Because it's not a full game, and they actually do have a. It's actually part of. Uh, it's in the Steam reviews and everything, but they do have a disclaimer at the very beginning. It's like, hey guys, this is this is a basically just marketing for El Paso elsewhere. Yeah. Look forward to that game, and refund this game if you need to, because. Uh- <laughs> Like it, it straight up is like if if you complete, uh, if you complete El Paso Nightmare within the within the first two hours, hey, good job, there you go, just just do it. <laughs> so it, it's, you know, it is what it is, but it I think it's been on sale for four dollars as well. If you are interested, uh, you can definitely get your your money's worth out of it in the wave mode if you're into those kind of things. But just know it can definitely be frustrating. Uh, and if you're looking at the reticle on the screen, guess what? That's exactly where the bullet's going to go. Oh, yeah. It's not going to move anywhere outside of that dot. Lol. I guarantee you. <laughs> like, that, that's, that's the other, like, major sticking point with, uh, with how it's been, how things have been coded. Like, it's very particular. Uh, Shell's but... in chat. I'm talking to her about Starbound, which is another game that we, <clears throat> we, we played on stream almost like two years ago at this point. I mean, it may, maybe not that long ago, but a long time. And uh, another game where we're just like, bruh, there's a cool concept here, but uh, why am I running into something really frustrating like every 20 to 30 minutes, you know? Like something would just happen and it'd be like, wait, was this on purpose, you know? And like you would describe that some of the jank of this game, you're like, was this on accident or? <laughs> it's a very good question. But who knows? I, I don't actually think it was. Uh, I don't think it was intended to even be released. But just the that's the, the real way that the leaked. development goes. Like Strange Scaffold and and Xavier, uh himself, like they they just do shit. Like the community loves them for good reason. And so if the community's like, hey, we kind of want to play that right now, I, I think they thought about it and they're like, yeah, why not? And yeah, get get a little bit of extra money to to go towards our new game that's coming. So. Okay, well, cool. Uh, well, that is El Paso Nightmare. Que- questionable is what that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you, was that free? No. Four dollars on sale. Four do- yeah, Who has four dollars? Okay, well. <laughs> uh, well, that's, that certainly is a video game. Uh, Sav, what's good? You, uh, so in the past, you've been playing, you know, what, this, in the past month, you've probably talked about uh, Leap, a cool shooter that blends a bunch of genres uh, that is in early access, I believe. And uh, I want to get a, a group together to play. You you talked about, you of course played uh, DKO. I'm only mentioning this because it's not on, it's not what you've written down here. Uh, you, you picked up uh, Thief Squad or whatever it is, the not Rogue Company game. Veiled Experts. Veiled Experts. We came up with a bunch of names in chat. I wish I could remember them. Uh, and, and there was, uh, there was one more, of course we have played extra exo primal, uh, a few weeks ago, but, uh, um, and the finals, the finals, that one was cool. I mean, honestly, they were all three things that I would play. So, uh, you'd think, uh, Sav, since you had joked that, uh, maybe you're like, oh, well, I have enough on my plate. Surely I won't play, uh, another new one for next week. Well, here we are next week. What are you playing? So, um, I've got a new shooter for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> 
I promise I don't have a problem. They just keep coming out. You know? And like, I mean, they're the betas are right there. I just I just gotta I just I don't it's, know. It's almost like you're competitive or something. Them's I don't the know. rules. I wouldn't say that. Why? Who said that? Ooh, Urchins I'll Unlimited. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Urchins Unlimited is what Odysseus had said last week. That's a that's a good catch. Uh, oh, and then uh, I think, what was it, like the Crook Coalition or something like that? They're real keepers. You know, they when, are. I love alliteration. We, like, it's good. It's the best. Got to like, tweet at somebody. If, if anybody's <laughs> got a game cooking, we got names for you. We are the idea people. Um, but no, so I do have a new shooter, um, you know, for everybody this week. And I probably might have one next week. Who knows? Because um, I remember last week we kind of joked that uh, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I have a new shooter. It's called Deceiving because uh, Odie had mentioned it in the chat. But I've already talked about that game in the past. Um, and the, th the difference between then and now is that I think Deceiving Inc. is actually like massively available somehow. I don't know if it's like early access or beta or something. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a fun game. But the game that I have uh, that I played over the weekend um, is called Hyenas. And Hyenas, actually, I learned about it when I was at TwitchCon. So like all the way back in October. And I never really had an opportunity to play it, even though they had like alpha weekends, like closed alpha weekends um, pretty frequently since then. I never actually was able to sit down and, and, and play it until, you know, that one day where we kind of like had that Discord call. And, um, you know, it's a lot of fun. It is published by Sega um, and developed by Creative Assembly, who are responsible for the Total War games and Alien Isolation. Mm -hmm. um, but like, it's super duper Segafied. Uh, in fact... Gosh, I'm not, I'm not really sure how much I can say, but there are some, because it's a closed alpha, like NDA style, y'all. So I'm going to try and talk about it in a way that won't violate that. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to let the trailers do most of the talking because the trailers are like officially released and therefore are free game to be able to like educate y'all on what's happening. Um, there we go. But yeah, so basically the premise of the game is you are playing this like, team of people who are invading this this um, abandoned like metro area and you're looting the area for different kinds of tchotchkes and loot and things that will like build what's called your clout and once you have enough clout you can escape so it's an extraction shooter um you know kind of like oh uh, as you said the that cycle frontiers and as you said, that the uh, character was shooting like a glue gun, which is uh, similar to the finals and um, Rainbow Six okay. Extraction. Totes of probes. Oh, yeah. I forgot that Rainbow Six had one of those. Hmm. I guess it's a, a, a common weapon type. I never really actually heard of goo guns until you played through Prey. And then goo stuff came out in the finals. And then, you know, Hyenas has um, this whole thing and it is character based so all the characters will have their different um passives and active abilities that you can activate and things like that but what makes this game really really fun is the mechanic of zero g so um it briefly mentions it in a trailer but you don't actually get to see it in action um until you actually play the game and for some reason there was a video that I saw. It was like a nine minute long video that had like gameplay. And I was like, how did you get the authorization to post this? Because it's NDA closed also. Like what's going on? So I don't know if they were like a sponsored guy or something. Um, but I didn't want us to be like smacked with an NDA thing. So I didn't link us that video. Sure. However, um, I do have for us a zero G trailer that kind of shows off a little bit of the gunplay mm -hmm. um, that you can come to expect while you're fighting a zero G. And it's not like Lawbreakers. 
because lawbreakers had like a bunch of like grappling hook systems and things like that. Um, this one, you are fighting in fields of zero G. So there's areas in the game where it's just like normal gravity, but then you'll pass through into a field of zero G where you're free floating. Um, you can control where you're going through like thrusters and magnets and hooks and things like that. But um, it's not equipment activated. It's just part of the maps. What's that going on there? Yeah, so um, much like the finals, it's a, it's a multi-team versus multi-team sort of affair. Um, so like in the finals, it's like three teams or four teams of three against each other. And then you slowly whittle down the, the population from there. I'm not really sure how it works in Hyenas. Mm -hmm. I just know that there are multiple teams um, competing to get the most clout and escape and extract with the, um, with the you know, the, the victory loot, which is another similarity to Deceive Inc. because it is also an extraction shooter. Um, except for it's more like espionage based where all the characters are like spies and they have different gadgets and things like that. So, I mean, it seems like we're moving away from Battle Royale and going on to more tactical things like, you know, Rainbow Six and Rogue Company with like um, field experts um, or extraction shooters like the finals and um, hyenas. Yeah, I mean, even Exoprimal is a hero shooter, uh, you know, so like the hero shooters are just super in right now as well like not just the um i don't know of course you play a lot of brawlers so i want to say that brawlers are really hot right now but since you're always playing stuff that's like brand spanking new it's hard for me to know if like if that you know because you're the trendsetter you know so uh, is, is the trend yeah, caught on yet <laughs> uh so i don't know but uh seeing all these games seems really cool because uh i generally think that uh, hero shooters are a little more accessible to to start at uh, than than some games. I mean, even like Halo, I would say, uh, or Halo or Call of Duty could be like games that could be intimidating. Where it's like, if other people have already been playing this for a while, am I going to stand a chance? Am I going to understand all of the guns and all of this and that and the other? But when you have heroes, it's a little straight. It's a little more straightforward. Like heroes might have multiple abilities, but you know that that person has a set amount of moves. Um, so you can focus on those instead of focusing on, you know, two dozen guns that some games have. Uh, and sometimes it's both like Rogue Company does have uh, a wide variety of that stuff, but, um, you know, the, if there are two things you can count on in video games, it's, uh, hero shooters and games having an Egyptian level in them, right? I mean, yeah. Egyptians, uh, like Egyptian themes, hero shooters and customization. That's all, that's all on the bingo card. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, how did you find this game? So, like I said, I first heard about it uh, through TwitchCon. There was, like, a big old booth there. Like, I'm talking, like, a big old booth there. And um, when I went by the booth, it was just, like, for, like, uh, like, Sega. Like, I guess Sega has, like, a creator, like, program, kind of like Capcom um, does with their, like, you know, people. So, when I went there, they were having, like, a, a conference for all of those people. So, I wasn't able to go in. But, um you know, they handed me a flyer and all that whatnot. I signed up for the alpha. You can actually still sign up for the alpha. Um, you can either request it through Steam or go to their website, I believe, which I don't know off the top of my head, but I imagine it's something like playhyenas.com. Yeah, let's, uh, let's find that out. Hyenas uh, game website. It is playhyenas.com. Yep. Oh, so, nice. Um, I mean, that's a lot of people are doing, really, is just play 
underscore 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 and underscore being the game you know dot com it's better than having like whatever the game is dot gg which i think is dumb i think like a lot uh, i used to work for a company that had a uh in all all of our emails and stuff it was like company name dot build uh because we were a construction company and i and like every time i gave my email to somebody they were like excuse me it's what and i'm like yes it's the thing i said i know it's weird i'm like i don't have a conversation explaining a domain name with people who don't know what a domain is uh you know all this stuff so so now like i do think this trend of like play dko play hyenas.com is so much easier like the fact that you pulled the name out of thin air before you confirmed it i'm here for it it's easy you know let's uh let's <laughs> seo uh 101 for the party invite show tonight yep hey <laughs> like and subscribe uh well cool so hyenas um if it let's see so you are under nda because this is the alpha yeah it's a closed alpha um but you could still request access like i said cool if it's in the alpha i imagine there's no even uh ballpark release date i would imagine yeah i don't see any on here that that would surprise like 2024 i don't know i'm just throwing something out there because like close alpha because then you have to go through several betas and then there's probably an early access period Mm -hmm. but i don't know sega like sega as a company i don't really know if they're like an early access kind of people but creative assembly maybe i'm not sure and creative (laughs) assembly is actually getting a lot of work out right now i've been seeing their logo everywhere like it's crazy. Who's? I think... Monster Energy? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> we were talking about them earlier. Um, no, who? Oh, oh, I do want to say, uh, before I forget, I see, I don't know if this has crossplay. I could probably find if I click, click the FAQ. But this is on uh, every platform except the Switch, it looks like. So Steam, Epic Game Store, uh, Xbox, and PlayStation. I mean, surprising no one. Like, what is yeah. on the Switch, y'all? Not, not an alpha. That's, that's what. <laughs> Doesn't even matter what the game is. DKO's not even on the Switch. It'd be so good on that. DKO's not on the I don't Switch. Know how it's not yet. Oh. Rogue Company's still getting updates. And, and also, um, just look at it. <laughs> and Multiverses wasn't on the Switch either. Okay, that Nintendo. What's going on? Uh, they're focusing all their energy on uh, the Mario movie. You know. So. I mean, they do have other games. I, I don't know. Uh, that's true. That's true. They they have a lot of ideas. I don't think they know that they do because where's Star Fox? Where's where's where was F Zero? Where's that? Nintendo. We have a conversation. Yeah, we need F Zero G. Get it? Cause uh, cause hyenas zero G. Guys, is this thing on? Um, F Zero already has fewer, more Gs, fewer Gs. Uh, definitely more Gs. Definitely like. Well, it's anti gravity. I don't know if that's zero gravity. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's like uh. It's negative gravity. These are the questions. <laughs> Uh, well, thanks, Megan, for popping in to tell us what the um, number of Gs was in there. You're welcome. <laughs> That'll be $100,000 because it's, you know, science and physics and stuff. You know? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, while uh, while Hyenas is not on the Nintendo Switch, uh, I mean, that game looks, uh, you know, it checks a bunch of boxes. So I'm interested to see where it goes. I don't know if I've seen enough for, like, to be interested in it as much as the finals and well i think the finals is the best looking of all those as far as like where it's at today um but leap also looks cool looks very experimental uh but this this almost looks i mean it's the alpha right so i'd be interested to see where this is closer to beta 
um, and then probably apply. I mean, maybe. Who knows? I too many games. There are too many games out. I can't play them all. Can't play nearly as much as I want. But uh, I I, I do hope if, um, you check that out later. As far as like the alpha goes, it seems already really really polished. Like I didn't encounter like a single problem, and wow. games were like lickety split. Like I didn't wait in the queue time for like ever. Um, all of the cosmetics are really cool looking. It seems like the battle pass system, um, is you know. Like the economy there is fine, so it doesn't feel like you're like grinding forever to get something that you want. I don't know. It it was a lot of fun. It, usually when I have a closed alpha, I expect some kind of like, you know, jankery to happen. But I mean, for the amount of times that I played, I didn't encounter anything. Nice. That's really nice to hear. I, I think we got the first trailer for that like October or something like that last year, like mid to late last year. So I I have a feeling it's probably going to release spring of next year. All right, spring of next year, says Vilos. Free to get your bets in now. Yeah, is that... I would, I would see... That's, like, what I think um, I would say, too. Like, Q2, 2024, something like that. All right. Um, and speaking of Leap, it is back to its full price now of $30. Oh, rip. Should have taken the Leap of Faith when we had the chance. Uh, well... It's all job. Yeah, uh, for anybody who does want to join us in any of those games that Sav has been playing, uh, join our Discord. It's discord.gg slash partyinviteshow. Uh, we play a whole bunch of games in there across a bunch of different genres. Um, so that's the best place to keep up with us. Keep in mind, uh, a lot of people like to think that uh, grouping up on Discord means that you need to either use Discord a lot or you need to plan far in advance. Both of those things are untrue. Um, if you're the kind of person who finds yourself just available... Uh, and you want to pop in and say, hey, is anybody available right this very moment to play a game? Um, we've got a lot of people uh, around to, to do that as well. So come play with us. Uh, there's There are lots to play. So that's what we've been playing. I played Noida. Vilos played El Paso Nightmare. And Sovereign played uh, Hyenas. And uh, now we're going to talk about our party topic, y'all. Uh, this week, the Mario movie came out. The Super Mario movie. And Vilos and Sovereign both went to the theaters to see it. Uh, we, uh, we're going to avoid spoilers for here, right? So I haven't seen it. So uh, any any questions that a normal person might have, maybe I'll be able to come up with them for you guys. Uh, but yeah, we're going to keep the spoiler free. Uh, we ask that anybody in chat also does the same. But y'all, let's uh, let's hear about it. And, and most importantly, actually, let's start from the beginning. How was your movie experience? Vilos, did you get that 10? I already knew the answer was no. You don't have to tell the story. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this oh, no. Sovereign. Yeah. Oh, I thought I, I was breaking his man. heart. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, see, I specifically bought a gift card to AMC in order to, like, do whatever. Because I knew something was hum coming, like, two plus weeks ago. I was like, something's going to happen. And it was before we knew that the tin was going to be there. And, yeah, I... Uh, I go and I try to use the, the gift card from the AMC app to buy the fucking tin. And no matter what the dude, like I had to, I tried one time and the clerk that was there first at, at the computer did not know what to do at all. Yeah, the computer didn't know what to do. And not the like clerk, the computer. <laughs> he really like, he was lost and like, I don't, I don't shit on, on retail workers or, or anything like that, but like that guy, he didn't know anything. Cause I, I was like, I, I was almost to that point where I was going to be like, dude, I literally have been here hundreds of times. Like I know 
that I can pay like this. And uh, you got to be like, just let me use the computer. Just get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, for real. I, I literally <laughs> had to go to the customer service and then uh, I had a really nice guy go through it multiple times with me and like nothing was working to, to use the gift card. And I'm like, well, shit, I'm literally broke right now. The gift card was all I had to do that. So um, after a long time and Jerp can can say oh that, jerp uh, was the reason i knew there was a story here <laughs> yeah yeah because uh jerp watched it with me and uh and like the the second like the second that everything was for sure not gonna happen the guy was like hey uh, I'll, I'll give it all to you for free it, it's fine i'm sorry for this and because it was like 15 minutes over 15 minutes and Oh and God. the great thing Did you, about like, see any of the trailers or... no and, and that's fine and great um <laughs> Uh, cause all the trailers are getting worse, but, um, yeah, AMC so has, true. AMC literally has more than 15 minutes of trailers before every movie. And so I missed all that and that's great. But <laughs> at the end of the day, he was like, he was actually going to offer it all to me for free. And I was just like, I'll just take the popcorn and soda, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't need to anymore. Like it, it just frustrated me to the point that I'm like, no, Wait, you're so like, you were offered a free tin. Yeah. Uh, and you so didn't I, take it? I just took the popcorn and it was all a whole thing because there were a shit ton of people there. You could say that like, Vilas was feeling salty. Huh? Yeah. He, like a freak. I absolutely was. Vilas would give that experience in the soda. a zero out of ten. Yeah, the experience wasn't great. Although it was funny because like it was me and Jerp and somehow next to him were two of my coworkers like, and their family. I was just like, okay, this is this has now become funny. But yeah, so the experience at the theater was a little weird. Um, it was disappointing because of the, the tin thing, but otherwise, great. <laughs> Wait, I'm so confused. So he offered you the po- the soda and the popcorn and stuff for free. Did he offer you the tin for free? Yes, he offered the tin, but I would have had to have gone and grabbed uh, a tin in plastic and gotten my popcorn like separate. It, it was the whole thing. Yeah. This still free tin. <laughs> But also, again, literally, the movie started like seconds after I sat down. So, well, and that's know, like, the end of our discussion on I the Mario movie. Chance, okay, <laughs> I can go try again. Like the penny picture in me is just like, shoot, I don't care if I miss half an hour of that movie. You better give me that for shit. Like, <laughs> I can always yeah, come back. I purchase another ticket and watch what I miss. Give me that ten right now. Give it to that's, me. That's that's not me, Saul. Although the A list, I could literally get three tickets a week. So like. It does that part doesn't matter for sure. Yeah. I'll probably try again. I'm so mad at you right now. Wow. <laughs> so there you but are. I have a ten, so I don't care. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So Sob's experience was stellar, is what I'm hearing. So yeah, actually, it was a lot of fun. So um, I went to like this dine-in um AMC, and it's not it wasn't the complete like Alamo experience that I was expecting. You just order like all the food that you want beforehand, and then they bring it to you during the trailers of the movies, which I think is fine. But then also, you know, you're still watching the movie, so. If you're watching the movie and you have like a big old smorgasbord in front of you, you know, if you eat, if you don't pace yourself properly, you'll be eating some cold food. Um, but it was a really nice theater. It had hardwood floors, no carpets. So I'm just like, first of all, A, that's awesome for the, you know, the employees because they don't have to, you know, get on their hands and knees and scrub out like sticky soda and, you know, baby pee and all that whatnot. Ugh. But like, um, I don't know, they had like really nice leather recliners and then like they had some like hardwood tables on which you could put the food. Like, it was a really snazzy theater, and it used to be a Cinetopia, so um, it had a really, really snazzy bar on the top, the upper level that had, like, a fireplace, and, wow. like, 
it was it was cool. And then the manager of the bar was like the one who was like bartending, and so like we he was like really jovial, and he let us go to like the VIP section and like take some pictures because it was like all roped off, but no one was up there, and like it was it was awesome. It was a great experience. All right, well, and, and I got a ten. Now we know that Sav had a ten out of ten. Vilas did not. A ten out of ten. Uh, but how is the, uh, you know, once the movie actually started, uh, you know, what's your spoiler-free uh, takeaway? Seems uh, seems like people have good things to say. Okay, well, I mean, I could start with this one, because I think mine is just kind of like an overall sort of just like general, generic like perspective, since I, because I really want to, you know me, y'all. I mean, if y'all been watching this podcast for as long as you have, and you don't know right, that I'm like a Nintendo file by now. I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so once this movie's been out for a while, we we are going to do a deep dive into it. I will guarantee you that. But you know, as I was enjoying the popcorn from my tin, uh, <laughs> and the knife just goes deeper. It's great. <laughs> the the like the movie opens up, and you like hear all of these familiar tunes. You know, they have the jingles. And you're just hit with that rush of just nostalgia immediately. It's just like, I'm about to watch a Nintendo movie and it's going to feel so great and amazing. And I'm going to be filled with such like nostalgia and, and Nintendo joy. And it's going to unlock my inner childhood. It's like basically watching Scott Pilgrim in theaters all over again. Except for this time, it's like the actual intellectual property owner. And I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a transcendent experience. And speaking back more to my movie experiences, there was like three children in there. So it was quiet. There weren't children like screaming and guffawing and laughing and heaving and hawing at the screen. It was amazing. Yeah, you went to the right theater for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy. You know. Um. So I got to hear all the music, <laughs> and you know the, the thing is, Koji Kondo was, a, was the one who's behind the score for this. I mean, you know, among others, but Koji Kondo was credited as you know the lead music guy. Who, for those who don't know, is like the main. Uh, I muted myself because I was eating. How embarrassing! I hope that that was his name in the credits. He's the uh, the, main, the main music guy. Yeah, main music guy. <laughs> the music guy. <laughs> you have the shy guy, you know, and you have the music guy. But no. Um, oh know, my gosh, the, the shy. Oh goodness. Lead composer, I guess. I don't know what the actual title nomenclature is, but that's he was the one responsible. For those who are who don't know, he's the guy who's like the main music guy behind the Legend of Zelda series. So, um, all the original music in that is just like renditions of like every. Mario song under the sun. I mean, you have callbacks to the mainline games, the spinoff games, and just like, you know, the racing games even. It just, if there's a Mario game out there, there's going to be a musical reference to that game. And I was just so surprised how deep they dug into their like well of, of, you know, availability. Like, I'm surprised they didn't break out some like Hotel Mario where Mario was missing music, you know, something. Right. Um, there is there is a, a certain song that I was expecting in the movie. Um, and it was, you know, Do the Mario. I won't say here whether or not it appears. So more reason for you to go see it so you can find out. Bam, suspense. Boom. And also get yourself a tan. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was thoroughly, thoroughly pleased with, like, the, the musical parts of it. Except... Illumination has this really frustrating habit as a studio of just jamming pop music in there, just shoehorning it in there, just, you know, 
to quote unquote create a mood, you know, or like evoke some kind of emotion or anything like that. And that is no different in this movie. There are a couple of points in the movie where they just shove some pop music in there. And it's it's not even like recent pop music. It's like, you know, it's the music that you would expect, like... Well... I, I, I'm trying to explain it without giving away what kind of songs you would hear. Well, Shell still said it. Uh, I mean, it, it really is... It really is part of the age group thing. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> if you are, like, a a mid to late millennial um, or whatever the generation is. Yeah, elder that, millennial. Elder elder millennial. That sounds so, like, eldritch. That's, that's me. <laughs> the elder millennial. <laughs> right. Pretend, or prepare to, for me to speak to the manager. So like, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, if you watched Vine, you'll probably understand some of the the music that they used. I guess that's the best way I could put it. Lol. And it, it just doesn't serve any purpose. You know, like I'm just vibing along to like an original Nintendo score and a scene will open up and like a, a sequence will begin and all of a sudden, bam, pop music. And I'm just like, what's going well, on? Now, if I wanted to watch this somewhere, <laughs> like, you know, have a watch party or something. I'm going to get DMCA. And, and the thing with that is, is also that they remix enough of the Mario stuff like and there's so much they to didn't choose from. They didn't do anything with the old songs they put in. They just put them in there. They just put them in there. And the, the only good from that is that at least one of them was um uh, one of them was we've we've mentioned it before, but one of them was at least diegetic music. It was on screen that it was happening on screen, and you're like, okay, fine, things are yeah, happening. Yeah, things like that is stories, it's kind of forgivable. But... Yeah, I will say that when like as when it comes to that kind of thing um diegetic music it's really important to choose the right song um without the diegetic music i don't think they did that at all like it was like oh yeah they're cool this is a cool song but now i'm like my immersion my immersion's broken it's <laughs> definitely not a nintendo movie anymore because that song exists does that song exist in the nintendo realm now like there are so many questions well well uh oh, no. Would you, you know, would you see it again? Like, would, would did you like it enough to, you know, buy it at home or to go in the theaters and see it again? Would you? Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go uh, watch this in movie. I'm, I, if if it's possible, I'm going to see this movie like once a week. Somehow, I will find a way. I will do it. I will sign up right now for the A lister. <laughs> Actually, Vilos, aren't you a member? Let's go. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Go on, go on Tuesday. I need to see it again. I need to try to get that fucking ten. I'm gonna try again with the gift card though. That's that's the thing gonna see that's the key (laughs) (laughs) well cool Uh, but no i I, like there's so many easter eggs and everything in it like it's so hard to you really want to go the first time to like see it for the movie uh because otherwise you'll be too distracted by all the easter eggs references and everything that there because there's so many there are so many you don't want to lose yourself looking for those and not even know what's happening in the movie because the movie itself i mean you know it's a standard movie like, it's a standard adventure movie, you know? It doesn't shake up the genre. It doesn't do anything new or anything like that. But it does use the Mario IP, which makes it just more exciting, period. So, like, if you like adventure movies, and if you like video game movies, and if you like Mario, go see the movie. I mean, it's pretty much a, a no-brainer. It's a Mario movie made by Nintendo, you know? And Illumination has a really good track record, you know? They did... um Sing, the Sing series, which is one of my favorite movie series, like animated movie series. They did Sing. 
they did um shoot like despicable me yeah and minions and all that stuff i didn't really care for those but uh they they they're still good so it's cool there's i would say just go see it first digest the movie then come on back and then do the you know prop hunting yeah and get a 10 uh that's nice that you know with such an ip with an ip that's been around for such a long time uh you know was it violence did you say somewhere you were like this this movie's great for people who never stopped playing these games oh yeah yeah yeah. that was my twitter yeah yeah because uh you know Mar- mario isn't just one games uh, like one game or even just the mario franchise i mean we saw in the trailer that you know there are other characters and stuff uh that surprised me i was not expecting to see that those in this movie because of course you know and i have not seen the movie uh because of course when i watched the the last trailer that they came out with i was like how are they gonna fit all of this stuff in the movie like this movie's gonna be three hours long which you know in in a lot of contact context is perfectly fine with me uh but i'm like bro they aren't making a three-hour mario movie uh you no, know it's barely an hour and a half <laughs> that's wild well that's good honestly i think that's a good wait is it only like that short yeah it was short. Maybe i was just like so engrossed it that it just felt like like, a it when, like it was it, yeah yeah but they do a really good job of like tying all the characters that they introduce together um without like oversaturating the movie or convoluting it with like any kind of like subplot or anything like that so i mean i don't Unless you've been well, okay. I was gonna say unless you've been avoiding a trailer, this isn't a spoiler. But um, there's a particularly macabrely cheerful character um, that you do you are introduced um, to in the trailer. And um, so when they introduced that, I was like, wait, is you know the what is the what is the consequence of that? Are we gonna see like all of those everything to do with that character? But no, um, not yet, not yet. I think that the way that they have roadmapped the movie can open it up to, I mean, I think that we're going to get like a whole Nintendo cinematic universe now because it does open up with like a big Nintendo splash thing, kind of like the Sonic movies did with that Sega thing where they have like the little splash thing that says, you know, Sega. Um, It does open up with a a Nintendo splash. So I'm excited to see what kind of things we might get in the future. Um, I did read that Nintendo would be happy to work with Illumination again. And so, I mean, what else could we get out of that, you know? Yeah, after watching, it's absolutely guaranteed that they set this up for two or three movies. No doubt about it. Two or three Mario movies? Miyamoto, I'm sure, was like, hey, this is what we could do. And Illumination was like, we like money. Yes. There are some questions I want to ask you, but I actually, I don't want you to tell me the answer, (laughs) you know? So, like, I'm afraid to ask uh, two specific questions. Oh, Hello, Bert. Oh, lol. That's so funny. <laughs> What's going uh, on over yeah, there? So that if you guys if you guys want to see a, a hawk picture, there there's the hawk picture. Wow. I totally don't do that. You know, take hawk pictures what? outside my window. That sometimes. was so random. <laughs> uh, you know, spring has sprung around here. Uh, I've been I've been taking a bunch of pretty pictures. Um, I saw I I was driving to work the other day and um there's this crazy view there there i know i'm off topic here but there are uh mountains in four directions around seattle so uh on my way to work it was like really dark and cloudy like black out i mean it was dark and uh the sun was up above the clouds though but the mountains that were off to the west on the olympic peninsula were like super bright and clear because the sun hit those over the clouds 
uh, even though there wasn't any sun where we were. And I saw that. I mean, I was driving, so I couldn't like stop and take a picture. But I was like, man, I don't, I don't know if I can move away from here now that I, now that I'm here. Uh, you know, we got one of the pictures that's in our slideshow here on Twitch. Uh, that was me just driving on the highway, and I'm like, dang, dude. Uh, <laughs> you know, you got your hawk pictures. I got all my stuff in the slideshow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the good stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, you know what we need a, a picture of in the slideshow now, though. We need a picture of that tent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it wait. can haunt me forever. Yeah. Yeah. Which one? Do you mean this one? Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, I think it's that one. Yeah. Oh, savage. Uh, okay, well, um, I mean, yeah, I'm almost nervous to ask you guys some questions like, was this character in it or or anything like that? But the, the movie looked well, like it was clearly opening up this whole world beyond just Mario. But, you know, uh, incorporating a bunch of the characters that Mario comes into contact with across a lot of different games. Um, yeah, uh, I, I just thought that was really interesting. I, I wonder if they will... In future movies, again, I have not seen it. Uh, if they will stay focused on Mario, or if they would uh, really lean in the direction of these other characters and whatever incorporation that would be. Um, but you know, people would show up and see it. I mean, when when you've got the budget that Nintendo has behind a movie like this, uh, it seems especially. I mean, I wasn't surprised when when I've only heard good things, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But it uh it, it's not really about like is it going to be good it's in what way will it be good uh because it's, it seems like they've kind of pegged um their audience i mean they know nintendo knows their audience very well uh not just with mario but just across the board i think uh e even though i you know rage on them for failing to keep their website online during pre-orders and stuff but uh you know they have also the currencies <laughs> that expire oh my gosh and the e-shop is terrible but they do understand their audience pretty well uh all things considered um so yeah i would be interested if they lean into the extended universe or uh really focus on mario i feel like either way they could do very well uh people would show up to either of those movies uh then the question would be do they stick to movies or do they start to blend into like tv shows you know uh there was an old Mario and Luigi TV show. There was an old Mario movie in the 90s, you know? They've tried I mean, these things. There's also, like, manga and anime, too. And, you know, I think that this movie kind of aligns itself more with those, um, like, media than the American, like, cartoons and things like that. Because what all we know about uh, Princess Peach, you know, is that she's the damsel in distress. You have to go save her, blah, blah, blah. It is not that way in the comics, like, at all. She is like such a heroine. In fact, you know what? Everything that people like about Daisy, Peach is like oh. in the like in the comics. Like got got solved to that point. Uh oh, you already knew what's coming. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that this movie shows Peach in that light because she was always meant to be strong. You know, the the original reason she was kidnapped was because she was too strong. Bowser's like, I don't need you messing up my plans and breaking my magic and stuff. So you coming with me? And the only reason she went willingly was to protect her citizens. You know. And so when you see like the trailer and if you go see the movie, um, you see that she's like super duper badass and shit. And I'm just like, thank you. Finally, like people will know and people will finally put some respect on her name because I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it, y'all. <laughs> I'm sick of it. And I'm going to I'm going to take half of the discussion that I had on on the doc off there uh, to to add to that point, um, because I, I was worried that we'd ruin a lot of things by by having so much shit in the trailers 
And yes, I think a few moments were ruined for me because of the trailers. Um, but that said, uh, it, it, it was really funny hearing you be like, uh, are we going to focus on Mario, Tegan? Because no, we're actually, we didn't focus on Mario in the first movie. So uh, <laughs> that's like Nintendo actually made, well, I it, it was mostly, I think it was a larger part illumination probably this go round um, because there were still jokes somewhat at Peach's expense between relationship bullshit, you know? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But because they just can't get away from that. They're like, <laughs> kids, do you like when we, when we keep patriarchy together? <laughs> like, you know, that kind of shit. But, but no, it, it really is her movie this go round. And, um, you know, without getting into it, the, the thing is that we do need to see some origin kind of things for some of these characters that we don't, we don't know much about uh and they do they do straight up give us hints you know like where did the hammer bros hold on can we can we dissect that phrase for a second they straight up as in very you know elaboratively right give us hints which are by nature obscurative so (laughs) (laughs) they they absolutely gave us all of a tiny bit you know? I mean, I could just say that things happen, but you know. I mean, yeah, no, you definitely want to go see this movie and 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 see what he's talking about for sure. And it's not even just like a peach movie. It's like they do a really good job of highlighting everyone in the movie, you know. Um, even though we see like this is a trailer thing, we see that Luigi's in trouble. Um, he still gets a lot of screen time. Um, you know, usually when you're kidnapped or something on screen, you just show up for like a moment and just like, help, I'm in trouble. And then it's back to like the hero and all that whatnot. But no, it's, they do a really good job of putting the camera on everyone that is like, you know, that needs their, their, their screen time. Mm-hmm. I'm actually really surprised at how frequently we saw comic, <laughs> which is amazing. So, I mean, if there's, if you have a favorite character, like from the Nintendo universe or, um, well, yeah, the Nintendo universe. Um, and you know that their like their um, IP uh, is going to be represented in this movie, then you will be happy because they do some deep cuts. Well, I can't wait to see the future of the Mario Cinematic Universe, the MCU. Are, are the did the kidnappers give you a, a script, Tegan? Is that is that where you're reading? Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, everything is fine. They are treating me well. They give me plenty of coins. Wait, who was they? Yeah. The kidnappers? He's kidnapped! <laughs> uh, I, I mean, you're you're right on that sub. Like the every character did get a, a little bit of a moment to shine. Um, I was surprised that we actually got we got characters, but we didn't get caricatures, and we didn't get the same voices that we've heard before. Keegan Michael Key was very edited. Um, you, you say can, edited. I would say they like he. You know, he is doing a voice. Yeah, but I mean, it was it was a little bit more mechanical than than his talent. Like he's talented and he can do voices, but it was definitely a, a toad alteration. You know, um, Charlie Day was less Charlie Day than usual. Chris Pratt was less Chris Pratt than usual. 
I still yeah, love yeah, that. Yeah, like you... that really surprised me. I was just, I had no faith at all that we would be <laughs> Wait, like what? even remotely uh, entertained. Uh, Anya you... Taylor Joy was her, and Jack Black was obviously, definitely, constantly himself. Uh, but that was also because of how he was written. Oh yeah, I thought you were going to say are, how you he are was going raised. To be very pleased. <laughs> I mean, that probably contributes to it too. He's you know? born that way. Yeah. <laughs> he was born. Uh, let, you know, just just gotta for for those that that haven't seen it jack black for some reason for some reason has a writing credit on a song in the movie i mean wow i mean, you can't, you i, can't I didn't know jack he wrote pop music <laughs> that's crazy yeah bowser's in there you know singing i kissed a girl it's great no <laughs> <laughs> actually that is a very illumination thing to do is uh is is bowser in a band and it's called tenacious b Oh, it should have been. Oh, man. It we'll, could have been. We'll get them next time, you know? <laughs> no, it would be called, like, the Coop Troop or something. <laughs> but you're right about that. Like, we definitely, got, especially when it came to Chris Pratt, I was so ready to just be mad about that. You were so mad for so I was long. Mad about it. Because, like, you, ba- you, you barely would say his name. Hey, I get it. And I still laugh at the fact that uh, when, it, when his. Uh, the casting was first announced he was like this voice is gonna be like nothing you've ever heard before and then it's just you know it's just his voice <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just his voice <laughs> it, it still wasn't mind-blowing but at the same time they literally made multiple accent jokes in the movie on purpose so it's like all right you guys are kind of forgiven that's good kind of that was like mostly. in wandavision when they when they were like uh yeah where'd your accent go it's just like uh i don't want to talk about it <laughs> she's been americanized well cool i'm glad you guys had such a good time uh so that came out it's we're, it's thursday right now so that came out last day wednesday last yeah. night um wednesday yes uh and then there have been early screenings for as soon as the first of april i've seen so i mean it's been on the i'm surprised because i don't know when the embargo lifted but i mean for it to have been out that long and I'm not like terminally online, but I do spend a lot of time online and I I wasn't spoiled like at all. Yeah. So I mean that is nice. It it's really nice. I I feel like people are finally starting to get the like the fact that people don't like to talk about the movies as soon as they come out like online because it's just like there's such a risk of people being spoiled and people don't like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's cool. It's cool. It is cool. You know, it's like uh what what was the other thing? There's some Oh, oh! It was the Last of Us that that just finished airing uh, a few weeks ago. You know, obviously, a lot of people already know what's going to happen because it's based on the game. But I was really pleasantly surprised. I didn't see any spoilers, not any blatant ones, anywhere on the internet the entire time that that show was on. That was really encouraging and pretty surprising. I thought, uh, because with so many people who could have had discussions about spoilers in those comments, I was just, I can't believe I never saw it. You know. Yeah. Um, it's nice. Thanks, everybody. You know, sometimes we can have nice things. It's great. I mean, it's kind of the same way with like a, a like when you play a Mario game, you know what you're getting, right? Um, of course, they do kind of flip the formula and the fact that um, Peach is a stronger presence in the movie, but at the same time, it's still a Mario adventure, so you still know kind of like the the bullet points of what to expect during uh, during a Mario. So, like, if you did want to talk about it, um it would be kind of like in that same boat as The Last of Us. It's like, well, we already know what's going to happen. Kind of. There's definitely some creative liberties to make it more interesting. Um, and, you know, kind of put like a new spin, breathe some fresh life into that. Um, 
franchise, but like for the most part, it's a Mario experience. So, um, I don't know. It's just like the ultimate love letter, y'all. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the it, it's it's worth seeing, and like the the one thing that I I will say I was surprised about, and I'm, it's it's again not not a spoiler, but like just the fact that it feels like you know that there's action coming, you know, at some point in the movie. Um, especially with the the thing that I think it was a trailer that was that went around again yesterday that had all the all the peach doing like her obstacle course sort of run uh, that was very reminiscent of a stage. Um, there are a couple of moments that are that are specifically, hey, gamer, like, is this how you feel when you play Mario games? <laughs> and like, those moments were actually not just silly. They weren't just goofy. Uh, but there's there's actually moments that felt like we were watching a freaking anime uh, as far as like how the action goes. And it's just like. This this is pleasantly surprising like this. I didn't expect. Um, and it's very nice. Like you, you kind of feel that that Marvel momentum in a, in a movie these days. You're just like, all right, there's going to be like three or four set pieces that I'm going to really enjoy. Right. And it's it's going to get me emotionally or, or visually. And they hit on all of them in this movie. And a couple couple really got me. That's nice. All right. Well, that's a uh, those are two big thumbs up from the team. Um, yeah, I'll be interested uh, to hear more thoughts from people in the community as they go to see it too. Uh, I, even with those glowing reviews, I just because I haven't been to the theater lately, I probably won't see it until it's on Nintendo Plus or whatever. Uh, but... Um, you better watch that right now. You better go in there. You better watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I promise they're not going to make a Nintendo Plus for you, Tegan. Oh, they're going to make sure that the it's never available. They really have is just like the, the Nintendo Switch online app, which doesn't show movies. But apparently if Netflix can get games now... Yep. <laughs> no, no, they actually create a new handheld console that only plays the movie. That's what's going <laughs> to happen. It'll be a game and watch thing again. Uh, no, actually, actually... You know what? I kind of like that idea. You watch it on your Switch, but you actually need a dongle for it. Or you can watch it on the Switch, but you can only hear the audio from the movie if you have yes. a dongle uh, plugged into your headphones. You got to buy the goggles if you want to do the... Honestly, part, if yeah. they released like a, a mix of the movie that didn't have those pop like songs in it, I could see that actually happening. <laughs> like they released this, the movie specifically like on the Switch or like a, on an app or something. Yo, if I could get yeah. the Mario movie on a cartridge... That Let's would be great. They're already releasing like collector's editions of music and stuff, and there's a tape cassette in one of them that I saw. So... I am getting that. It's like $20, so I'm getting that. I oh, God, I, I don't even have like a record player, and I want the vinyl. <laughs> well, uh, I think then we'll uh, we'll wrap up the show. Uh, like I said, if, uh, if anybody out there sees Mario in the next week or so, please uh, pop into our Discord. We got a wonderful movies and TV channel in there. Uh, and Discord, for those who don't know, has wonderful tools uh, to be able to chat about spoilers but hide them from people who don't click into them. Um, it's it's the only place I feel comfortable talking about spoilers on the internet, actually. So uh, join up with us over there. You can find all of our socials and all that good stuff on our website at partyinvite.games. Uh, we have been Tegan, Vilos, also his hawk, out the window. Yeah. Uh, does the hawk have a name? No, no, she does not. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, they'll go uncredited uh, at the end of the show. Uh, and we have Sovereign. That's me. You can find on their channel, twitch.tv slash Sovereign Sid. 
let's see, what else do I know? Um, as far as stuff going on in our community right now, tomorrow is going to be our final regularly scheduled Sons of the Forest session. Uh, we'll still have it in our rotation, so if you'd still like to join us um, to, to build or just to chill out in there, uh, we've unlocked most of the stuff in the game, or at least we're like 95% of the way through the like story in there. Um, but if that's something you'd like to play, come play with us. We also have uh, Grounded, which uh, Odysseus mentioned in chat earlier. We have uh, Project Zomboid, we have Valheim, we have Don't Starve Together. We love our survival games here. Uh, we also play a ton of shooters. I mean, Soft's talking about a different one every week, it seems. But uh, we have we'll the... definitely have a new one next week, maybe. Maybe. I wouldn't maybe. doubt it. I wouldn't bet against it. I'm joking, it. but I actually might. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're playing anything from um, uh, Overwatch and Rogue Company to uh, uh, people like Halo. Uh, people play Call of Duty. We got a bunch of that stuff. And then uh, Vilas is always looking for people to talk about JRPGs, too. Um, yeah, so uh, so join in for all of that. For everybody else, stick around. Uh, we're going to play Pentiment. We've got to be approaching the end of Pentiment, right? We've got to be somewhere. Who knows? I don't know. We may be almost halfway. Group, group streams are hard. Uh, it's really tough to play that game with any uh, anything that resembles speed. But uh, but we're going to do it. Well, let's, let's wrap up the show. We'll take a quick break. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you for accepting our party invite. Huh? Huh? And uh, we'll catch you again here soon. Okay, Peace. thanks for playing. Bye. <laughs>